Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So glad you are joining us here this Friday night on Tech Vibe Radio. Audrey, the, the studio is in full swing. It's like it's all warmed up. It's ready to go. We don't mess around. We don't? We no. got some new guests in the house. Yeah, we're, we're kicking it straight okay. off because we don't have time to spare on Tech Vibe. No, we don't. Yeah. So let's uh, let's just jump right in and see who's here in the house. Hi, it's is Becky Stapleton. I'm the Chief Banking Officer at S&T Bank. And you brought someone with you. I sure did. Yeah, Brian Dobis, a Senior Vice President and Commercial Banking Group Manager for S&T yeah. Bank. We're yeah. so glad to have you here today. S&T is such a cool bank, and I'm, I'm excited to learn more about what you guys do and really how technology Im- impacts the things that you do and the services that you offer. And before we came on air, it, it's, it's been about six, seven months since I've last seen you guys. So I'm glad to see you again. You were over at our offices back, and they were kind of talking about ways to kind of get the word out about S&T Bank. And I'm like, you got to stop by the radio shows. It's such a fun way to kind of tell your story. So I'm glad you guys are here tonight. And we're glad we're here, too. Excellent. Thank you for having us. Of course. Absolutely. So real fast, Becky, your background real fast. Just give us a little bit about yourself and, and what you do at the bank. We'll do the same thing uh, with, with you as well, and then we'll start talking about S&T. Sure. Well, so chief banking officer, it means a lot of things in a, lo- a lot of different banks. But what it means for me is really uh, the head of our retail fr- uh, franchise, the right. branches report into me and our marketing department as well. And I really coordinate those efforts with all of the markets that we operate in. In every market that you're in? Yes. Wow. Yes. That's a big job. So we have uh, 58 branches. Right. Wow. We are in what we consider to be five dif- distinct markets, mm-hmm. our Western Pennsylvania, Central Pennsylvania. We have uh, offices in Greater Akron, Ohio, and Columbus, Ohio, and Rochester, New York. And so where do you hang your hat at the end of the night? Where, where's your home? <laughs> My home is in Indiana, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay, great. Us. Yeah, we have a really cool issue of uh, Made in PA right. magazine coming out this winter looking at Indiana County, Westmoreland County, all of our cool communities to the east. Right. Mm-hmm. There's so much cool innovation going on out there. there were, every year we put a spotlight on what's going yeah, on out there. Yeah, it's a cute there, little so. town. There's a great like Italian restaurant there, too. <laughs> There's a lot of great restaurants there, right there. And yeah. the university, Indiana University of Pennsylvania, right. about 11,000 students, really brings a, a nice vibe to the community and we're happy to. That's great. To well, be thank there. you for being with us. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. So, Kevin, your background, real quick. It's Brian. I'm Brian, why did I put that Kevin? Nah, no. See, uh, you're messing with me now. You can't that's do Brian. Oh, okay. that's Brian. Uh, that's <laughs> Wait um, a second. Um, so, yeah, my role at the bank is I'm the CNI or Commercial Banking Group Manager, and so I'm focused on all sorts of operating businesses across the whole footprint as right. well. Um, and so the folks who probably tune into the show most often are right in our target audience, folks who are Definitely. operating, you know, real, uh, real businesses, yeah. you know, uh, in the middle market or lower middle market spaces, really our target audience. And, you know, we have folks dedicated across each of those five markets that, uh, Becky mentioned to, you know, finding great opportunities to work alongside, you know, folks with you know, lending and deposit needs. And Brian, how long have you been with S&T? I've been with the bank, uh, almost three years now. So, uh, this has been my life, uh, my entire banking career, which is a little bit more than 15 years. Fantastic. So. Uh, certainly try to, you know, I guess, uh, bring some expertise uh, into the, the world that you guys are in. And so that's why we're excited to work with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Very cool. I'm that's great. It. 
So let's talk about some of your offerings. What do you think makes your bank and 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 uh, potential customers and customers really pretty happy and surprised in terms of your offerings? Well, I, at a high level, what I'll say is I think we're the right size. And what I mean by that is we provide a full complement of products and services to meet customers' needs. Of, of course, uh, commercial lending, treasury right. management, small business, uh, consumer wealth management, private banking, mortgage. Did I miss anything, Brian? Uh, but, you know, it, we, we offer full complement of products and services. Our digital technology is really, if you look at uh, big banks that operate in the country today and our, our bank really have the full complement of digital technology services that others do, uh, and, you know, we're just really trying to get the word out that Absolutely. We, we have all of those things. Yeah, all that technology has now come down to it's not just the big guys that, that allow you to do all the things that you would expect. And, and so that's why I'm really curious to learn more about what you guys are offering these days and the platforms that you guys are using and, and offer as far as that is. I think it's very exciting. I mean, I think if we talk about business and mm-hmm. small business, I mean, I think that's really a focus today. Definitely. I mean, Brian can talk a little bit about some specifics of that. and Definitely. Uh, and I certainly can too, but I think um, we really focus on staying close to our customers. We understand our markets and really pretty responsive, very responsive. Yeah, to and that's why it's such. And that's why it's such a sweet size that you guys are at because you have that that scale to do that. But you also have all like you said all these big services and things like that. So it kind of brings it all together as far as that is. Very very cool. So we got a couple minutes before our segment's up, and we're going to go into another segment with you mm-hmm. guys. But I'm just curious. Let's just maybe start with, with some of the some of the, the key platforms that I think people might be surprised to know that S&T kind of has, has uh, rolling out these days to the customers. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think that S&T is in a unique position, as you mentioned. We're forced to kind of keep up with the Joneses. You mentioned some of say, the big right, guys. Like, we have, have no to. choice but to do that stuff. So, you know, it starts at a retail level, you know, that, you know, Becky's customers are as demanding as ever when it comes to what you might expect. They want to be able to bank from their phone. They want to be able to, you know, avoid bricks and mortar for the most part. I mean, it's yeah, about convenience. But we like relationships, too, though. No, absolutely. I mean, I think that piece is pretty true. No, I think it's critical. I mean, I think the bank absolutely takes the, you know, one size doesn't fit all approach and hears a lot about what each customer's unique needs are. In Becky's world, that's each retail customer. In my world, it's each individual business understanding how they operate, the challenges, the cash flow cycles, the, you know, the things that just, you know, you need to dig in and really understand to be able to add value. And I think that at the end of the day, you know, the bank spends most of its time focused on being a trusted advisor to its clients, whether they walk into a branch or whether a commercial lending officer walks into your world and, and wants to understand your business. You know, it's about spending time making a differentiating, you know, uh, trusted advisor kind of relationship mm-hmm. that they it just does don't matter. get everywhere. That really does matter. Yeah. And, and I mean, so, it is. I think there's a comfort in blending both uh, the oh, digital I, I totally banking agree. space. You have to. Right. You and have as you to. said, that relationship yeah. banking, that's really yeah. core to our business. So, yes, we have mobile banking. We have online right. banking. We have Apple Pay and Samsung Pay. And, you know, that that's really important, but we don't forget. We don't want to digitize you out and you really can't. Exactly. You really can't because people who are growing their businesses and starting, they need to have lots of conversations. And they want to talk to a person, too, they really want to talk <laughs> at the to end of the person. day. They want to see, they want to go over and they want to see Brian and actually look him in the eye and say, this is what's right, going on. Right. So. And, that, and that's absolutely what we try to deliver because it's kind of interesting. You make the comment that they want to know their banker, but they want their bank to be invisible to them day to day. It's a in combination. Terms of, they right. want it to be right. seamless in their business, but when they want help right. and resources, they want to know that they can go and get right. them. So it's a combination of 
us offering technology that makes us invisible to them day to day. <laughs> it's like, wait yeah, a second. Make it seamless and make their, you know, business really work without much obstacle. And then we need to be there when, you know, they have questions, concerns, or just looking for advice. Absolutely. And that can be via live chat. It can be our solution center, which is our call center operations. It can be face-to-face or it can be simply for sure. by phone. Cool. So people learn more about S&T, where can they go and, and look at all the services and Stuff you guys oh, certainly www.stbank.com. Okay. You know, we've got a robust website and recently redesigned. Recently yes. redesigned. Cool. Well, so we're coming back with more Tech Vibe and we're coming back with you guys to talk a little bit more about the business services, the commercial stuff, some cybersecurity stuff as well, too. And maybe talk a little bit about your new website because we're always excited when people have a new site because there's always new features and things like that that make people's lives so much easier. You know, Audrey, we have some great guests stopping by as well today. We have Subtle Beauty stopping by today. Oh, right. Startup that just, I hope she just brought came me out. samples. I think she did bring you I samples might stay. as far as that. Yeah, you can stay if you would like it's to. All Becky. in one. Absolutely. It's all staff makeup Absolutely. all in one. <laughs> it, it's a really cool Works thing. Works for me. <laughs> And we also have Gecko Robotics calling in. Very exciting company that's growing by leaps and bounds. Anyhow, this is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We're from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. And you can learn more about us at pghtech.org and head on over to Twitter at pghtech. Thanks for keeping your dial tuned right here to Tech Vibe Radio. As you know, before break, talking about we're coming back with more with S&T Bank. It's so glad to be hanging out with our friends here today. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. So Becky Stapleton here. How are you doing today? I'm well. Yeah. You. And of course, we have Brian Dobis over there. Brian, thanks for staying around and hanging out with us. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great time. So before we left for break, we're talking about your brand new website. I think this is very exciting. I like it when people get new websites. It's a reason to celebrate because it's, it's a he long journey, websites. right? I, it's his thing. Tell That's us about your new thing. website. I hear you, it's got some great compliance features to it now. It makes it very accessible for everybody to use. Becky, tell us about that. Well, I think first and foremost, we want to remain relevant to our customers. So a redesign was really something that we had on our minds for some time. We also wanted to make sure it was ADA compliant. Of course. That's very important to us. And I I think as you all use technology, you're hardly ever at your desktop anymore. And most of the time, you're on your phones. So it's a website that's really designed with a mobile-friendly Amen to that. That's what we need because it, it's like you said, when's the last time yeah, you've, you've gone into your, to your desktop? It's always on your phone. It's put money around. Pay a oh, bill. <laughs> as far as that goes. So obviously the new site now, if, if it, you say ADA compliant, what does that mean exactly? So the fonts are coming in bigger. How does that, how does that work when it comes to your overall design? Well, certainly uh, reflective of uh, images that are very clear, concise. Okay. The color is very, um, can be very appropriate. Uh, font size, all that good stuff. Yeah, so you can get there. You get the information nice and clear. Nothing to it as far as that goes. So okay, I'm really so glad. All about the like, things that anyone yeah. who has any kind of visual or auditory disability would be able to have access to. That's correct. Okay, perfect. And it's sst.com. Stbank. Stbank. Absolutely. Just make sure people have this. They can check it out. Yeah. You've got your absolutely. phone handy, pull it up, and you'll see the experience that you get as far as that goes. Now, we, the business side of things. Businesses live and die by getting the money when they need it, having the lines of credit. What are some of the most common business things you're seeing out there right now, Brian? Sure. I, I mean, I think actually to your point earlier on that you know the days of being you know uh, behind the desk are are less and less. I mean, people are always focused on controlling. Yeah, costs I hate that. And, I hate that they're not. <laughs> So that, I try to get my people like sit at your desk. No. And so I think I'm the kidding. big thing we've been super focused on <laughs> yeah. is balancing fraud versus convenience, right? Ah, like that's the see. biggest challenge I think we have at the end of the day. We want to make it convenient. Yeah. We want everybody to be able to access it the way they right. want to access technology. Everything we do always comes from 
the customer's, you know, demands. But it's got to be safe. It's got to be safe, though. I mean, obviously, I mean, fraud is perhaps the hottest issue in the banking industry across the world. And, you know, we have faced it, you know, day in and day out, you know, whether it's something as simple as somebody trying to cash a fraudulent check or somebody trying to wire money. We, we're charged with making sure those controls are there at the end of the day to avoid those situations happening. And so we've got to find a way to deliver convenience to the customer while also protecting ourselves, our shareholders, and also just the information that companies entrust us with at the end exactly. of the day. So right. it's a it's a big game changer for us. And so we do all the technology things that you'd imagine. Again, we talked in the last segment about what big banks deliver. You know, we, all those things exist at our bank now today, too. I mean, everything from being able to, you know, remotely deposit a check or to do that on your phone to, you know, logging on and transferring money or wiring money and, and all those things, those all can happen today. But everything's always aimed at an eye of making sure the customer's doing it safely. We, I mean, that's the the number one factor right. you probably, for us. You start with that and work your way back, I have to assume, Absolutely. Right? I mean, and so we put up, you know, controls and tokens and, you know, access points that, you know, I think at the end of the day are really aimed at making sure the customer is, again, achieving their goal of, of being able to do their banking in a convenient fashion, but at the end of the day is doing it in a fashion that they can go ahead and rest easy at the end of the day. Because again, we talked last segment, nobody wants to think about banking. They want it to just happen. You know? But they also <laughs> want a consultative relationship. Right. So they want the well. best of both because worlds. Because we, you know, at the Tech Council, we work with companies of all shapes and sizes and companies that are just starting out don't necessarily know what kinds of things that they have that banks have to offer and so if you can help yeah. in that space yeah you i think earn a relationship for the life of that business yeah and i think That's the banks are really today uh learning more and more that customers don't know what to expect when they enter a bank today i'm not sure they know where to start in terms of whether <laughs> i should walk into a branch right. or i should be reaching out to a cpa or a lawyer to tell me where to go oh well, that's and, a really good point that's a very and, good point and, right, and right, so right. since they don't know that today i mean they come in we see them with all sorts of expectations really? we see people telling us look i don't even have a deposit account i, I need some help or i i have a fairly sophisticated way of doing it but i think maybe i could do it better or gotcha. more cost effective and so we see people from all different walks of life, you know, kind of, you know, approach us with different expectations. And I think it's in parent or I'm sorry, it's imperative for us mm -hmm. to go ahead and make sure that we have, you know, personnel because that can handle those kind of changes. Because right. really, I mean, the people that we have out there selling every day, I mean, they're the face of the bank. They're the folks right. that are, you know, really, again, serving in that trusted advisor role to each of these clients who walk uh, into the branch or who we walk into their offices. I think, uh, Jonathan, if it's yeah. an important point to make that I don't care if they call the Solutions Center. We better have staff there. It's about the people. Who can right? app, right. Exactly. To, who can absolutely listen to what's going on, make some decisions. If they can help them, they'll certainly do so. But if they cannot, they're going to direct them to the people who can. And exactly. if that means it's a personal banker in our branch who can provide a consultative role on the consumer side of the house, great. If it's on the uh, lending side of the house, right? Um, you know, so we'll the, make the referral. Exactly. At the end of the day, don't be shy. Come in and tell us what you need, and sure. you're going to point them in the right direction or show them the right technology to use as far as that goes. So I think it's just awesome. Jonathan, if I could go back to sure. a little bit of that cyber space. Yes. And, and, and your point about having that back room in place is incredibly important. Uh, I wanted to share a couple of backgrounds of people okay. who we have working Tell at us. the bank. Yeah, definitely. So one of them is our chief information security officer. Okay. Comes, he he uh, 
within the last couple of years, he's been with the bank. He has an incredible career with the government, uh, and specifically, I think it's 28 or 29 years yeah. with the Naval Investigative Service, wow, CIS. Wow. That's some deep experience there. Deep experience. Yeah. So he's pretty much seen it all from, okay. from uh, all ends and all facets of that operation. And he's able to come in immediately and make a mark with our company and tell us, hey, here's what's going on out there. Here's how we can avoid it in the back end. Exactly. So having that kind of talent, obviously, oh, is what makes you incredible. guys do what you're able to do. It's probably one of those people like, I'm glad he's hanging out with us. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so cool. And we just came off of uh, Cybersecurity Month in, in October. So w- how do you see the future? I mean, obviously, Brian, you're saying, like, security starts at number one concern. It's only going to become more prevalent as you move forward. How do you see the future of this evolving? I mean, I think that you know, that's probably the toughest part about cybersecurity is that everybody – you know, doesn't know what's next. I mean, every fraud scheme gets more and more sophisticated. It's forced us to Becky's point to hire right. top of the line people. If this was ten years ago, banks weren't hiring people who were in the NCIS. That wasn't what we were doing. Like that. <laughs> was, now you right? do. We yeah. also had somebody who worked with the FBI right. as a special wow. agent. Right. Okay. Right. And so it's a different world. So, you know, as we really aim to stay ahead of the game, it it is about hiring, you know, folks who are on the cutting edge and who have seen different things out there in the real world and kind of bring them into the bank and kind of help educate us from that perspective so that we can stay hopefully one step ahead of the guys who are trying to make it a little tough on us to, you know, do business in a normal course of uh, operation. Absolutely. Got about a minute or so left. And I would um, also say that, what we do then with that information is share it with our customers. So we have cybersecurity seminars. We invite our advisory board That's members. That's so important, our educating, clients, educating your customers. On our on website, we have a Did You Know site so we can really uh, Absolutely. arm our customers. That's why go us. to stbank.com yes. and you can get some of these cyber tips and probably learn about some great services you have on top of that as well, too. It's so cool. I just love being able to tell these stories of a, of a, of a, you know, a smaller, smaller organization yourself working at this big, huge scale, offering that customer service the way that you guys do, employing the latest technology, having some super talented folks at the CISO position, which I think is fast. We need to have him stop by the show and we talk really about should. some of the crazy threats that are going on out there. That would just be way too much fun. But in the meantime, we got to wrap this thing up. I'm so glad you guys could stop by. So Thanks so much for having Thank us. You Thank so you so much. Great, great stuff. Hey, so taking a quick break. We have more Tech Vibe Radio coming your way, I swear. We just love telling these stories every Friday night. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org and follow us on Twitter at pghtech. So glad you're listening to us here on Tech Vibe Radio this Friday night. And Audrey, I always say as we fire up this show, we get the pleasure to talk to some of the coolest people that are really making Pittsburgh happen these days. You know, there's not a single person that doesn't come through the doors here that's not really just blowing our minds, right? I'm blown by this next guest. Me too. You are? Yeah, it's cool stuff. I like it when people make stuff. They see a problem, they find a way to solve it, they create a product, they get it funded, they get it out to the marketplace. It's like good old capitalism and work, and I love that stuff. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Call so me a simpleton. That's just the way the I feel. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I'm Rachel with Subtle Beauty. And what is Subtle Beauty, and how do you spell it? Um, so it's Subtle Beauty, S-U-B-T-L. Subtle difference. Yes. No E. <laughs> and um, we make portable compact makeup routines for women on the go. Isn't that all women? Yeah. 
It is, uh, but unfortunately, the beauty industry isn't exactly designing products for those women. I know. So I have I a big bag. I was going to bring it in. I have it in my car. Yeah. Because I have this big bag. And for, talk about your product, and then I'll tell you what my problem is, and maybe <laughs> you can solve it while you're doing this. Yes, yes, exactly. So that's the problem, right, is that if you want um, any semblance of portability in your life, you're kind of lugging around this giant makeup bag filled with product. You've seen mine, Jonathan. Oh, it's huge, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. and um, I it's lost really a pack hard. of gum in there one time. And <laughs> I've lost a brush in my bag for like months on end. It's insane. Um, so I wanted to simplify that, making make it a lot easier for women to, um, you know, take their makeup on the go because we're doing it anyway. But it's so difficult with what our how our products are designed. So right talk now. about your product. Yeah, so it is a customizable stack. The stack literally fits in the palm of your hand. Um, Little tiny containers that lock onto each other, right? Yes, yeah. And so when you come to our website, you can essentially build your own makeup stack based on your personal preferences. So we have five products to choose from. Um, But say you don't want concealer in your stack, don't add it. It's 100% yours. That's what I'm talking about. So what are the choices that I get? So so like I said, we have five choices. Mm -hmm. Um, Concealer, lip cheek, bronzer highlighter in a shine control powder and then within those products we have shades to choose from as well now as a guy i feel like i really cannot participate in this conversation <laughs> yeah because if i were a woman well, you i would need just, a lot of i makeup. would i do and i would i would carry it in a ziploc bag and i wouldn't worry about this but i know that that's not the way you want to do it and i love the way you're not only building a container but you're also putting the makeup that goes inside of the container as well too right and this is like a huge billion 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 dollar industry and this just you know rachel reed here saying there's a problem with this industry and I'm going to tackle it. And I just love the fact that you're taking on a pretty big industry here like this. Yeah. So I have a bag and I always try to get cool bags. So this last bag that I got was from Bilbao in the museum. Okay. And um, so it's, you know, makeup bag Mm -hmm. or a pencil bag, maybe. Pencil bag. You know, put your pencils for school, right? The size of a Ziploc bag? No. (laughs) No. Anyway, Jonathan, I'm ignoring you. Please do. Um, (laughs) For the benefit of our listeners, please ignore anything I say between now and the next nine minutes, okay? (laughs) And so I have have concealer. I have a um, pre-pore. I don't know. I guess it's makeup. But before you put the makeup on top of it, it's like a pore minimizer, Dr. Brandt's. A primer. A primer. primer. Just like you do for paint. It's like for painting yeah. a wall. It's just right? like for yeah. paint. Fills and in the I divots and all that kind of then good I stuff. Then I have makeup. Um, then I have regular sort of liquid foundation. Mm-hmm. Then I have um, lipstick yep. of some sort. This is, one why, or another. This is why I thank then God. Then I have, guy. wait, then I have, oh of God. course, my mascara and my eyeliner and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But my biggest problem is if I leave my makeup in the car, because I don't want to schlep my bag everywhere, <laughs> the temperature changes in the car Ooh, right. change the makeup, right? So, like, mm-hmm. on a day like today, I make sure that my windows are cracked. And, I, you know, if I have my makeup bag with me. Yeah. Because I'm trying to make sure that there's airflow in mm-hmm. my car so that my makeup doesn't, A, melt. You need- and when I saw your solution, I went, holy no yes. cussing, no cussing, no cussing. Holy S. Holy subtle beauty. <laughs> and I said, I want that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I want that. It doesn't take up any room. No. With the stack, it can literally live by your side. And so is this your makeup brand, too, that's inside of that? Or are you using other 
It is our brand. It um, is. So you're yeah. actually doing potion. <laughs> Potions. Well, I'm not sitting in the basement, like, concocting, you know, all right. these formulations. I am working with experts. We spent a year on our formulations. Wow. Yeah. I think when people see the brand, they're really focused on the packaging, and that was, you know, a huge piece of our brand. Right. But, um Equally as important as the formulation, right? Right. I mean, you're putting this on your face. You want it to right. be effective. So can you talk about that? Your yeah. formulation? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I partnered with um, a formulation company in California, and we were focusing on a couple of things. Um, first and foremost, selecting the products that we were going to put in the stack. Right. Um, I interviewed, you know, over 100 women, um, both in person and via survey and online, like, Ladies, what are you using every day? Mm-hmm. What can we provide you as part of your basic routine? Mm-hmm. Um, then the next step, understanding shades, what is in, on trend, what is kind of classic, mm-hmm. what are the shades that people kind of turn to every day? Mm-hmm. It's not like your wild Saturday purple lipstick. I love that. <laughs> and my purple eyeshadow. Yeah. <laughs> just the basics. Right. It's just the basics. That you're right. kind of reaching yeah. for every day. Right. And then... Um, at a deeper level, the formulation, so making sure that they are paraben-free, fragrance-free, right. that, um, you know, when you wear this actual formula, it's not going to, you know, cause you to break out. It's not going to burn your skin off your face, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Or that no it's going to be evenly applied, <laughs> right. or the, and yeah. how you're going to apply it. Exactly. And we even went as far as um, what you were actually just talking about, the temperature right. um, and how it impacts your stack, because the stack's going to go with you. And, you know, maybe you're going to carry it and it's going to be hotter out or cooler out. So we did do extensive testing to make sure that it can withstand mm-hmm. more extreme conditions since it's not designed to live. It's in meant to be portable. It's right. meant to be right. moved around. Exactly. Because Very I cool. was going to invent a bag that okay. had a coolant to it. Oh, I like that idea. So that my a cool little idea. bag that I Literally. have. Literally. Yeah. That it's, a, it's not a freezer, mm-hmm. but it's got a coolant in it. Ooh, let's partner up and I sad really want to do the that. Stack. You call it, you, I would call it the subtle sack. The subtle. In which to put your stack. <laughs> well, well no, I need. We're eliminating the makeup bag with exactly. our stack. Let's get, yeah, that's okay. get that thing. straight. Yeah. That's the thing. But I, you know, I still have other things that I use. Yeah. That I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of women, in addition to the products I listed in our stack, you know, mascara and eyeliner, like you said, right. are. Huge, and I've gotten that question. Well, why aren't you adding those to your stack? Well, you're just starting out. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. Well, and, and also, as you, go. you know, I don't think that that's a problem I need to solve. They're pretty compact. You know, they. I have no problem fitting my well, eyeliner. Right. If I can do eyeliner me. and mascara, and I can have a little bag, I'm always great. Put right. a giant but rubber makeup, band around it all. But to put my makeup in it. Yeah, that's, my foundation. Mm-hmm. Forget it. I have that's to have a bag. It, that's when it gets a little crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hmm. And trying to do that when you go out and you've got, like, an event to go th- to or it's, you know, a fancier event and you've got a little purse. I know. No, I have a backpack. <laughs> Once again. Well, you're pay- playing Tetris, right? right? I would have my little bag out. I'm like, okay, how can I <laughs> maneuver all That's of these what I different did. things? That's what I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And then put my phone in there. Yeah, On top exactly. of it. Oh. I'm a host. You're like, oh, business cards. Oh, no. no where am I going to put those? And, right. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Once again, so, I'm glad I'm a guy. Yeah. So you are. So where are you headed? Where? What's the next year going to go? You have a Kickstarter. We do. Um, we are about to finish our Kickstarter, and then we will actually be shipping product at the end of um, this month, November. 
um, in time for the holidays. Yes. Which we're really excited about. Very cool. great. Very That's cool. great. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll be selling online only. So going directly to our customers so that we can keep a close relationship with them, understand their needs. Um, we'd love to expand our product range. We have a couple of product ideas that have already been brought to our I can attention. imagine. Right, right, right. Now yeah, that it's hit the market. Yeah, people are really excited. And, I know. It's um, awesome. Yeah. And so we're really just looking to grow um, our brand in the next year and, and get the stock in as many hands as we can. Okay. So Love we it. have, what's the website? So you can visit startstacking.co. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Start stacking. Yeah, yeah. Come on over to our website, learn about the different products we have. We have a lot of great content to help you make your decision. I know it can be hard sometimes online, so we wanted to make sure right. we're assisting with that. That's awesome. Yeah. And so we will toast to the future for you. Yes, yes. And, Everyone's uh, fingers should be crossed. They're crossed already, <laughs> ready to go. And so you just found a problem, it annoyed you, mm-hmm. and you figured out a way to fix it. Is this your first time solving a problem? And building a company? Yes, it is. Um, you know, I've always wanted to start a company, but I never really found, you know, something that I was passionate about right. until this idea kind of came That's along. awesome. And Thank you for yeah. your inspiration. I love it. Thank you. We've got about a minute or so left. Okay. And I know you're not a native to Pittsburgh, but you're staying in Pittsburgh to build this company. Yes. What is it about Pittsburgh that, that's kept you here to, to build this company? Oh, my goodness. Pittsburgh story. is fantastic. Um, you know, so I'm originally from New Zealand, and I get this question a lot. Right. People are like, why are you here and not there? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's a fantastic city to live in. I love that you can experience all seasons. It's a large city, but at the same time, it's small, and I don't it's understand intimate. that. Yeah, we're all yes. trying to figure that out. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> There's Very always cool. something to do, and the people are amazing great well, we're glad That's you're here great. building we're your company we're glad you're here thank you we think it's fantastic Love so being here. great yeah. stuff rachel thanks for doing what you're doing thanks very thanks so cool much. hey we're taking a break we're coming back with more tech vibe radio audrey i swear we are don't go away every single friday night learn more about the tech council we love helping tech companies succeed doing it since 1983 it's like oh my goodness whether you need help connecting to new businesses finding talent getting visibility advocating for the general health of the tech industry we're here to help you. Learn more at pghtech.org. Fly on over to Twitter at pghtech. Welcome back. Another Friday night. And Audrey, it's our last segment of the show. But I do believe, I can't say we saved the best for last. I think all of our guests are pretty awesome. But, you know, when it comes to robotics companies, I get pretty pumped up. I know you do. You know. And this I know is, you do. So yeah. who are we talking to today and what's this company's name? Who we have with us today? We have Jake. Jake from Gecko Robotics. Jake. Thanks for calling hey, in you? and joining us tonight. I Does do appreciate Jake it. Jake have a full name or does it just go by Jake? <laughs> yeah, Jake Jake is good. Um, <laughs> yeah, great to be on the show. Jake is good. Jake that is good. That must be his name. I'll okay. Look at that last name. That starts with an I, correct? Jake is good, yes. <laughs> so, okay, so tell us about Gecko Robotics. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we make robots for industrial inspections. We're actually um, starting in a couple of really exciting industries like power and uh, you know heavy manufacturing and even oil and gas. And, uh, um, yeah, we're, we like making robots that climb walls and save lives. So that's a little about us. That's, <laughs> that's it? That's it? Come that's on, it? man. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be succinct with answers. But, uh, but yeah, basically, you know, we, we found a, a really interesting problem. I found it back in 2012 was when I first learned about this huge, ginormous, uh, you know, a first niche problem where, you know, humans for the past 40 years have been, doing these really dangerous jobs in industrial facilities, trying to make sure that, you know, equipment wasn't going to fail and explode on them. 
And, uh, you know, lo and behold, we found a better way to do it with robotics, enabling humans to, you know, work safer, more efficient, save time and money. Um, so, you know, and ultimately we're trying to make um, these robots to, uh, you know, as better tools for humanity to accomplish jobs that, you know, pretty historically have been, you know, one, obviously really, really important, but two, uh, just really inefficient in a very important industry. <laughs> and super dangerous so, on top of that as well. And uh, so what- I know people, it's, it's so interesting because you have these wall climbing robots, right? Right. Who was climbing these walls before? Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, Joe and, uh, and Bob and, uh, <laughs> and Jake uh, without a last yeah, name that had families to come home to. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, previously, you know, this job was uh, being done by, you know, crews uh, all across the world, but you know, specifically we'll talk about the U.S. who, um, you know, who go inside of facilities. And we're, we're talking about power plants. We're talking about, uh, you know, oil and gas refinery sites. We're talking about, you know, you know, companies that are making uh, massive amounts of product like Coke cans or paper or stuff like that. And, you know, to get, to get everything like that, to be able to plug in our phones and be able to charge our phones at night, it takes a lot to be able to get electricity there. Right, right, right. And, and so, you know, uh, what that really entails is a bunch of really uh, <laughs> intense equipment um, that, lo and behold, fails sometimes. Um, and so the job of the humans, um, you know, this is, you know, going back uh, to the Industrial Revolution, is to make sure that, you know, these pieces of equipment will not fail so that we can continue to make power, continue to make, right. um, the, you know, the cans, continue to make the paper. And... Uh, you know, it's a constant battle between trying to make sure that the equipment isn't going to fail on them, and if it does, you know, uh, mitigating the risks and the the cost uh, of the opportunity that they're losing by not making things. And so, you know, historically, humans have gone into, you know, uh, you know, going, you know, doing inspections on tanks, doing inspections in boilers, on pipelines, etc., and uh, and getting access to those um, pieces of equipment. Sometimes these pieces of equipment, like a smokestack, is you know a couple hundred feet up in the air. It is dangerous. And people keep doing these jobs or, or the jobs aren't done with consistency, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. So yeah. they're either not done, which is not the right solution, or they, uh, you know, or they put humans at risk. So um, is so there a website? So our listeners were talking to Jake from Gecko Robotics, if you just tuned in. What's the website? For our company, it's it's geckerobotics.com. Okay, easy. Just that simple. And then, I can remember it. Yep. And yeah, here we are talking to Jake, and he's you started in Grove City College, which I think is so cool because every time I think of robotics, I think of Carnegie Mellon University, of course, because they're very powerful in robotics. But Grove City, yeah. what a cool, interesting school to be starting a robotics company from. I mean, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Um, yeah, Grove City College is where I went to school to do electrical engineering. It's actually where I met my uh, my co-founder Troy, okay. uh, Troy Demmer, um, and uh, uh, and so that's actually where I originally started making you know the first fall climbing robots. Um, but um, yeah, I was you know they have a great engineering program. They've actually just um, been I think selected in the top ten for um, best entrepreneurship programs. Uh, and one of the people that I originally worked with, um, you know, to help. Uh, grow and incubate the idea right. was uh, a lady named Yvonne English who's currently in the entrepreneurship department there and she's done a phenomenal job at uh, uh, turning turning that program into something really really special uh, and actually uh, you know now trying to work they're trying to work a lot with Tom Mellon and uh, uh, do some really interesting things um, entrepreneurially as well as 
uh, on the engineering side because obviously Carnegie Mellon is just an absolutely incredible school. Um, and actually, that's where Troy Denver, my, my, my co-founder, uh, was doing a master's uh, program when okay. you know, in five. I, I told him that he should be dropping out and doing this with me. And Quit <laughs> that program. That. Start a company with yeah, me. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah. So he dropped his Tepper MBA and you know, decided to risk it all with me. Um, so, uh, uh, so we went out to Y Combinator and, um, you know, raised our first round. So, um, awesome. yeah, it was, uh, it, so are you like raising, that. so are you looking for money now in case, uh, any of our listeners are interested? Hey, you know, they can send their money our way. We are always <laughs> happy to make it. Uh, we have some pretty cool t-shirts and apparel. Um, nice. we like our, we like our swag items, but, uh, Oh, you get swag if you get, give them a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, sure. That sounds good. T-shirt. Um, <laughs> I get a T-shirt. Awesome. Yeah, you, can, you can get a T-shirt. And, and, you know, we can print your name on the back. It's it. I invested um, in Gecko Robotics. Climbing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, we um, you know, so in 2016, um, you know, we went. Uh, we, we actually, you know, I bootstrapped the company, and you know, from 2013 to uh, 2016, where we uh, decided, I decided to take on our first uh, round of financing. Um, so we raised about $2.1 million uh, in April of 2016, and then we actually just closed in June uh, a Series A uh, for $7 million led by Founders Funds and, and Peter Thiel's uh, found okay, so Foundation. Okay, can, so can Jonathan and I come to work for yeah, you? Yeah, we want to hang out with you now. We think this is pretty we cool. We want to work for you. <laughs> we We're giving up the radio right stuff. Now, We're going into robotics. Yeah. How about that? Well, you can <laughs> do radio. I'm not taking you with me. Oh, okay. Then I'll just hang out here by myself, and you go make a lot of money building cool <laughs> robots. <laughs> so where are you located? Yeah, we're located uh, actually pretty close to Bakery Square. Um, it's a, uh, um, you know, we're right in, right in Pittsburgh, you know, a mile or two away from Carnegie Mellon. Um, so uh, it's a great location. For sure. And I, I hear that you are currently in, some, in a hiring mode is now as well, too. Is that true? Hell yeah. <laughs> um, we are, uh, uh, we're hiring a lot right now um, for, you know, really uh, a lot of positions, including awesome. you know, engineering, uh, sales, um, you know, some of the marketing and um uh, so it, you know, we're all over the board. So if you go to well, our wait, website, so Jonathan um, and I can do sales. We can do sales, marketing, marketing definitely. Yeah, we yeah. can do that. We're, we're, we're thinking okay, we have a future with Gecko Robotics. Now this is becoming yeah. very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds it's it's a, it's a lot it's a lot more fun than it even sounds. So, I can uh, imagine. No, pretty great. It's got to be so exciting <laughs> building a company the way you're doing that. Could you maybe describe to our listeners a little bit, like how big are these robots that you that are that are scaling these tall smokestacks and boilers and pipelines and things like? that? Yeah, great question. So the robots are, uh, you know, they're about two feet by two feet right now. They fit in a little uh, case um, that we we travel, um, you know, really all over the all over the world. We're we're in three continents right now doing um, doing work all across uh, the world, primarily in the U.S., um, you know, but also uh, Asia and South America. Um, but um, so the robots are, you know, they're about like, you know, 40 pounds or so and, okay. um, and uh, you know, two feet by two feet and um, you know, about six inches off the ground. So it's, it's uh, we try to keep it pretty compact and obviously like industrial design. So do we uh, buy really the robots important. from you or do we lease them? That's a great question. So the business model that we, um, that I decided on like early on was actually uh, robots as a service, which is <laughs> counterintuitive. No, I love um, that. Yeah, counterintuitive for a lot of uh, investors, especially in the Valley, who are, you know, not used to that and, and used to a lot of product and obviously internet companies. But um, but we, we looked at in, uh, robotic companies and successful ones, and we saw actually very few successful robotic companies that are selling robots as products. 
And so, you know, it kind of makes sense, especially, you know, if you put yourself in, our, in the customer's, you know, you know, position, and we try to do that as much as possible because our mantra is making something people want. Um, you know, what we found is that, you know, people have been doing this, our customers have been doing this for, you know, the same way for about 40 years, doing the same inspections and the same maintenance of their equipment for 40 years. Um, and some, someone, you know, some kid walks in and says, hey, do you want to buy my robot for a million dollars? And then it breaks probably, you know, the first 10 times. Um, they're not going to want to buy from that kid again. Good point. Yeah, very good <laughs> which point. Yep. Which is typically what happens because these, these robots are extremely hard, one, to make uh, and to replicate what they're going to go through in the industry. Um, and uh, and that's typically just what happens. And so you can't, you know, if you want to try and iterate your designs as a hardware company at similar speeds as a software company, which, you know, already puts you at a disadvantage, um, you know, they, software companies have a great advantage because they get to iterate their you know, their product, their website, as many times as they want and doesn't really fundamentally, you know, have too much of an impact um, on, like, customer retention and whatnot. For hardware companies, it's a lot harder. you got to get things right, you know, pretty much right away. And so we try to take that approach um, uh, while also making money, <laughs> which was the, was the big thing. So right, right, our, right. Our, our business model is, is such that and we make uh, robots and we, we get out the minimum viable product as fast as we can, which is really important for us. Rapid iteration is really important for us. So we get out the minimum viable product. We give it, you know, we, we use it at the customer site uh, with an operations, you know, a small operations team. Typically, it's like one to two people for a robot, mm-hmm. and um, uh, and they, you know, run the inspection uh, safely. And you know, are, you know, after first iteration, already you're doing it ten times faster. Uh, and they would, you know, yeah. a thousand times better. Yeah, like right, extremely right. safe than like their previous methods were. And then you know, and then you're also making money, which is really great. Hey man, um, those are. <laughs> that, that, that's a great combination of things happening. So we've there. just fallen in love with you. Yeah, we think you're pretty cool, man. This is like what I'm talking about. You're making money. You're solving a really tough problem. You're mm-hmm. and Jonathan's going to show up on your doorstep tomorrow. We might just do that. Oh, yeah. Good. So just saying, in case you see us, you know where we're coming from. But seriously, this is such a cool company, and we're so glad you got to hang out with us tonight and tell us more about it. So once again, you said Gecko Robotics. People can go there and really learn more about how you do this and get a get a good view of what some of these robots look like and all that kind of fun stuff, right? Yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah, check out the videos and the website uh, and apply uh, if you're into solving hard problems. And, absolutely. Uh, and uh, like to iterate fast. Well, Audrey and I will apply for the marketing jobs and we'll see what happens from there. <laughs> yeah. Let's, <laughs> see, who you, let's see who you pick. Yeah, we'll see who you pick. Audrey or me, we'll, we'll have to figure that one out. But anyhow, thank you so much for, for taking the time to talk to us tonight. This is really your type of company that's really making Pittsburgh pop these days. Really so great. glad you're in business doing what you're doing. We wish you continued success, Jake. Great. Well, thank you guys so much. Really appreciate the time. Absolutely. Another Tech Vibe Radio under the belt, Audrey. It happens. But don't worry. Next Friday, we're back on air talking to more men and women like Jake starting really cool companies that are really transforming Pittsburgh. I love it, Audrey. We get to to put a spotlight on it. I think it's fun. Simple as that. Anyhow, learn more about us at pghtech.org. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 